Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. If you're just joining in today, um, Brian is going to be walking us through just how do we break off these soul ties? What is the antidote here? So if you're just joining in, you're like, what are they talking about? You're going to want to push stop, go back to the beginning and really walk reflectfully. Is that a word? Reflectfully? Reflectively. (laughs) Easy for you to say. (laughs) Reflectively. Through all of the episodes, because we really want you to understand the value of what he's about to walk you through. We want you to capture all of it and be able to really allow the Holy Spirit to walk you through some healing. So I'm excited today. I'm going to probably be like going through my own healing. So never mind me. We're going to be staying (laughs) staying focused on Brian. So I'm going to kick it over to you. Well, let me start. And I'm not trying to sell you a book, but sometimes you have to go deeper. We've touched on these topics just pretty surface and not thoroughly maybe like we normally would in a seminar setting or a healing Mm -hmm. workshop setting. So go back, watch the videos time and time again. Go through it as many times as you feel like you need to. You know, grab the book. The book goes into detail, so much more detail than Mm -hmm. we're doing here. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called The Ties That Bind. It's on Amazon. Pick that up. Uh, And certainly if you need help, call Lisa, call me, call... Get a hold of our ministries, respectively, and we love to point you in the right direction yes, to get you some help. Absolutely. So, yeah, we, we care deeply about you not just being quote unquote free, but really being catapulted into just an incredible season in your life that you good. never even dreamed possible. It's really good. So. I love that you mentioned that because we have not mentioned in any of these episodes that you are also a coach and that you do a yeah. lot of coaching and have clients. So, uh, if again, if you're out there and you're like, oh, this seems so foreign to me, reach out to me, reach out to Brian. Um, we'd love to connect with you. I have, I have the ability to book a discovery call. I don't know what you have set I up. Do. I'm sorry. Okay, good. So you can go to his website, um, and I'll put that website in uh, in this episode so that it'll be easy for you to find, and you can book a discovery call with us and just connect. So yeah, love to. Either way. All right. So we've talked a lot about soul ties. We've talked about the soulish arena and the the mind, the will, the emotions, the memories, the hurts, the experiences, all the things that are kind of housed in that arena there and how everything that we receive in life is sort of filtered through that, what I refer to as the womb. It's kind of the carrier of that idea or that dream or that vision or that, that seed, if you will. And that is what ultimately determines what is produced in our day-to-day life. And so what I want to do is just recap very quickly. We've talked about what the soul is. We've talked about the soul tie being when the mind, the will, the emotion, the memories, the, the beliefs of an individual become entwined with or joined to or yoked to another person's mind, will, emotions, beliefs, etc., experiences. And in the context of soul ties, we, we pick up their junk. We pick up some of their, their bad stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So we, mm-hmm. we in a soul tie, you can receive good, you can receive bad. It's the unhealthy parts of these connections that we want to really focus in on in this session today. Mm-hmm. We've talked about covenants, vows, allegiances, alliances, associations, uh, business contracts, business dealings, things along these lines. Of course, we discussed in our last session the rather deep subject of sexual soul ties and how complex those can be. Mm-hmm. Today, we want to leave you with not just hope, but a process. And I want to start just by sharing a few things with you that, that I always like to share at the beginning of this session. Uh, 
James 5.16 says, Confess your faults one to another. And everybody goes, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not doing a confession thing. Okay, so hang with me a second here. Uh, a fault is not a mistake. Uh, the, the term being used here is likened to, uh, if you go to the West Coast, for those of you that might be watching from out there, you know that there's a San Andreas Fault that runs along the whole West Coast. And it is a massive fissure or crack. It's beneath the surface, so you good. can't see so it. Mm-hmm. You can't see so it. So good. But it's there, and mm-hmm. the presence of that fault there beneath the surface is what's making it possible for something tragic and catastrophic to happen on the surface that is visible to everyone. So it, it's not saying, hey, get up and tell all the wrongs you've done in your life. I, I'm not as interested in that as I am. Acknowledge that there are things that are in your soulish part, the soulish part of you and that are beneath the surface that you can get out, you can pretend, mm-hmm. you can project on Facebook, you can get in the crowd and, and you know, we Christians, we go, how you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. And I'm like, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Because I know below the surface of what you're projecting right now is a bunch of crap. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. We, we, ha- we all have stuff. So it's saying bring those things into the light. Confess those. Talk about them. Get them out there. And then pray for one another so that you may be healed. So watch this. The so that means that my healing, my freedom, my fullness, my wholeness is contingent upon my willingness to talk about those things that nobody sees. So how many of you have been keeping something in the dark for a while, right? Mm -hmm. Not because you're, well, maybe because you're ashamed of it, but it's just too hard to talk about. It's too painful to talk about. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, hey, it starts with just bringing it out in the light, Mm -hmm. right? That's number one. So secondly, uh, Philippians 1, 6 says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he, capital H, who has begun a good work in you will perfect it or complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So over these last few weeks, we've been processing through some things. No doubt you've done some journaling, hopefully, writing some things Mm -hmm. down. God's been stirring some things up in your heart about things that he wants to heal And I'm telling you today that I promise you, He is not going to leave you hanging out there. He's not going to do an incomplete thing. He is faithful to finish what He started in this process with you. So press on through it. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. The only way it doesn't get done is if you quit. Okay? That's the thing. That's good. Psalm 138.8 says, The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. Mm -hmm. I love that. Think about this. God's just saying, look, Whatever I have determined about your life, and if it concerns you, I'm going to make sure it gets done and gets done right. Yeah. I think some versions say, I will perfect all that which concerns you. Oh, I love that. I will perfect it. It says, your loving kindness, O Lord, is everlasting. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Mm -hmm. God is interested in finishing the work he started in you, and he is so committed to making sure you get where he has designed for you to be. Mm -hmm. All right? In other words, Romans 8.31, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, think about this for a second. We've talked a lot about these connections to people. And we've talked some about how some people don't want you to be anything different than you've always been because that makes them feel okay about themselves and comfortable with being around you. But if God has invited you to a new place, it's time to go there. It's time to be there. And so don't stress about what anybody's going to say, think, or do as it concerns you. You just commit your heart 
to say, I'm going for this. I'm going after everything good he has for me, okay? One last one here, then we're going to get into the prayer. Uh, I, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, plans for your welfare, plans for you to be healthy and strong. I'm, I'm, I'm ad-libbing here a bit. But 29.11 of Jeremiah is very clear. God has clear plans for you. And where you're living today, the condition you might be in today is not the end. It's not the, the be all, with all, do all. There's more. There's it's more, good. there's it's more, good. there's more. And we're going to go after that right now. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, what are the steps to being free? What are the steps? Number one, and this sounds so elementary, I'm almost ashamed to say it. But it needs to be said. Yeah. You have to truly want to be free. There's a great old story that I love to tell sometimes. It's kind of goofy. But back in the olden days, in, in this country especially, you know, people lived in neighborhoods and mm -hmm. everybody had a front porch and everybody would sit on the front porch and rock and a neighbor to walk over to the other neighbors and just wouldn't be invited, just sit down because it was common for people to have a relationship on their front porches and hang out. So one day this neighbor's walking down the street and just wanders up on the front porch of his, his older neighbor and sits down and says, how you doing, Ed? He says, I'm doing good. How you doing? And they just get to talking, right? Well, Ed's dog, old Fido over here, is laying on the front porch just groaning and howling, just laying flat out, just laying, moaning like, like I mean, everything in the world's wrong with him. And finally, the neighbor says to Ed, he says, man, what is wrong with your dog? So, oh, don't mind him. He's just over there laying on a nail there on the front porch. Mm. And the guy said, well, why doesn't he get up and move? And Ed says, well, I guess it doesn't hurt bad enough yet. That's good. So think about this. Sometimes we complain and we fuss and we moan about our present condition, our circumstance, our, our money, our marriage, our whatever. But yet, until the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of the change, That's good. most of us aren't willing to get up off the porch and move, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm saying you've got to want this. You've mm -hmm. got to want to be free, whatever it costs, okay? And I promise you, if there's a price to be paid for you to go through that process, which there may be, it's worth it because yeah. the reward on the other side is so much greater than what you're going to pay to get there. Okay, mm -hmm. you got to want to be free. Is that not what you know? I, I love it, and all throughout the Gospels, when Jesus comes up to somebody and he says, "Do you want to be made whole? Do you want Do to? Do you want to be healed?" And and that's just a perfect. They example have to answer of, the question. Yes, and and when we're reading, like as the reader, I'm like, of course they do. But the reason why Jesus is asking that question is he's wanting them to really self-discover. Do yes. you really, are you at a yes. place where you're ready to not just be healed, but you're ready to do the things that will, will uh, that you will be invited into to release your yeah. healing? Um, so you think about the man with the, that, was, that uh, was blind and he said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. There was always this, this action that yep. they had to engage in That's in right. order to release their healing. And so there was a, this, question that was being asked. And so I love that you're asking, do you really want to be set free? Are you at that place? And, and I often say in my practice that we, we often are very addicted to our own dysfunction. Oh, we absolutely are. And again, when, when you're in a soul tie with even an emotion, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, that becomes kind of a part, it, it molds, it intertwines, that soul tie mm -hmm. is that to be mm -hmm. twisted up yep, with. Yep. It get, becomes a part of your personality. And so to rip something even negative out from you, yep. sometimes it's painful and it's hard. It, it takes a lot difficult. of courage. Yep. So I think it's a very important, um, very important question to ask yourself. 
The second step feeds right into what Lisa's sharing with you right now, and that is you have to be willing to let go of that connection. Mm-hmm. And I, I people people ask me all the time, well, what does that even mean? Well, here's my thing. It, I can't spread out on the camera far enough to do this here, but I, let me let me do it like this. I I, I move to the side. I, <laughs> I I if I am reaching for something new and fresh and another level in my life, and I'm wanting to be pulled up to that new level and experience whatever is prepared for me there, mm. while at the same time I'm holding on to whatever's back here saying, I don't want this anymore, I don't want this anymore, but I, I'm, I'm refusing to let go of it. I will never fully possess what's in my next season for mm. me. And, you know, th- there's this old story about the, uh, some kind of monkey. You probably heard that story, right? I don't think so. So there was this really rare type of monkey breed that was in some uh, rainforest. And the they just it was impossible to entrap these, these little monkeys. They couldn't catch them. So somebody came up with the ingenious idea. They built a little small wooden box, very small, not to trap the monkey in, but they simply closed off all the box except for a little small hole about this big around in the front of the box, like a peephole. And but in the box they put a particular piece of type of piece of fruit that this animal just lived for. And the the little creature would come up and they would reach into the box and they would grab a hold of that fruit and in making their little fist, they could not pull themselves out of the box. Mm, that's good, that's so good. I think about this so for a second. Good. All the little guy had to do to get free, he wasn't trapped inside the box. He was so holding good. on so tightly to what he wanted or what he was accustomed to or what he was desiring, he wasn't willing to let go of it, then he could have pulled his hand right so out. So good. And I'm telling you, that that's most of us. We, we become so comfortable mm-hmm. with what is utterly abnormal and unhealthy yeah. that we won't let go of what's familiar to us in order to have something that's better and freeing yeah. and wonderful. I'm thinking about the passage, I believe it's in Isaiah, where it says, is not this thing in your hand a lie? Oh my gosh, yes. And it's talking about like holding on to when you're holding on to something and, and you, you get to a place where you can't even recognize it's a lie. Because yeah. your entire personality gets yeah. molded around that thing. I love that. Sometimes, and I don't want to get off into the weeds here on this, but sometimes when we are when we are pursuing something new that we don't fully understand or comprehend or even have a full revelation of yet, we're we're reaching for something that we don't we can't even get a handle on. We're literally walking into a future that is that is unseen, and so you know, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So it requires faith to walk into so many things that God invites mm-hmm. us into. And so many times it's easier and safer, it feels like, uh, for us to hold on to what we're familiar with, even though what we're holding on to is not good for us. Mm-hmm. But it's, at least we can grab a hold of it. Uh, whereas if we let go of that to reach for what God has, we're reaching blindly by faith. Mm-hmm. So in any event, you have to you really have to want freedom and you have to be willing to let go of those things that have bound you. That's a key, key thing there. The third, the third step in this is quite simple. It is you must repent. Now, in the Christian faith, you know, repentance has become this thing where we, we run to an altar, we, we're sobbing, crying, we're operating kind of out of guilt, shame, condemnation, whatever. 
and we're begging God to forgive us of our sins. That's not repentance at all. Mm-hmm. Repentance involve, doesn't involve all that emotion. Repentance mm-hmm. is a decision. It's a choice. It's a, it's a, it's literally an instantaneous thing that I can say, I, I'm walking this direction. I've been doing this thing here. I am literally doing an about face. It's what the term repent means. I'm going to turn and I'm going to walk away from that. I'm not going to continue to face it, pursue it, hold on to it. I'm literally turning my back on it and I'm walking the other direction. So repentance is not some, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just, please forgive me. And just, can you, can you forgive me? Mm -hmm. It's not about all that. Mm -hmm. It's just about saying, look, I'm done with that. I'm done. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm finished. I have, I have decided I'm turning away. I'm walking away. That is repentance. So you have to want it. You have to be willing to let go of it. You have to turn now and turn your eyes away from the thing that's been holding you. Don't keep focusing on it. Any thoughts on that? good. You good? Okay. Then once you've done that, you've heard me use this term renounce or repudiate a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are fancy words, but let me explain to you what I'm saying. Uh, if I've made a vow or if I've entered into a covenant or a contract mm-hmm. or I have some allegiance that I've, I've been walking in or some alignment that I, that's not healthy for me, mm-hmm. at some point I have to maybe not publicly state, but I have to confess with my mouth, I renounce mm-hmm. the connection that I have to this. I renounce the effects it's had on me. I renounce the hold it has on me. I renounce even the ideology that I've embraced that is now keeping me from pursuing what God yeah. has. You have to... You have to just like you confess with your mouth positive things, you can confess to disconnect from some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's almost like a public declaration. So if you wanted to go, remember we talked about the filing the new court papers, right? So you're literally going into heaven and you're saying, I, I am no longer willing to honor the, the contract or the covenant or the vow that I made there. I am putting that under the blood of Jesus Christ and I am renouncing its effects on my That's life. Good. It no longer has a hold on me. It can no longer affect me. It can no longer, it can no longer demand things from me. It can't collect from me anymore. Mm. I'm literally putting on notice the heavens that this thing no longer has the right mm. to draw life from yeah. me in any way, form, or fashion. Yeah. So it, it's a public declaration declaration of the walking away from. And then mm-hmm. when I use the term repudiate, it, it's very similar to renouncing, but it's it's like it literally is the cutting off. It's the severing. It is the it is the, I am finished with it. it. It literally is the pulling the cord out of you and being done with it. Mm-hmm. So there's this process of repenting, turning and walking away, turning your back on the thing, but then renouncing it so that new papers are filed in heaven, new, a whole new system's put in mm-hmm. place. It no longer has the legal right to draw life from you. All right, does that make sense? So those are kind of the steps. Now... Let me give you, uh, there, there is one more step. After you've renounced it, repudiated it, now you have to position yourself to receive new life, mm-hmm. right? You've got to, I don't know, in your experience in coaching, a lot of people, I can get them to this point, they don't know how to receive. Well, yeah, and again, I think some of that goes back to our system. The world, even the church, has taught us that I have to work to receive. That's right. I have to earn it. I have, I have to, to, to perform it. To for de- it. I have to deserve it. i got to check some boxes mm-hmm. before I'm awarded this. It's it's a paycheck mentality. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if I do the work, I'll get paid. If I do the thing, mm-hmm. I'll be compensated. If I do the thing, I get the reward. And in the kingdom, God doesn't care about our doing. He simply cares about our heart. If I can rest in Him that... He did because everything. He did the doing. He did the doing. I'm, the doing it's is done. done. The doing is done. 
let's careful now. All right. There's a lot of do's going on around here in the studio today. All right. So receive. Now, let me just get into now the the prayer part of this because this is really quite simple. And I'm going to lead you through this prayer as we close this. Can out I, let today. me jump in right? Yeah, before please. You do that. Yeah. One of the one of the words that's jumping out at me as you're kind of going through all this is authority. Yes. And and I think it's important that you as the listener recognize that God already did the work on the cross. And now it's and he gave you he he put ownership back into the hands of man. And so now it is your authority. He's given you the dominion to say, "Okay, this is an area of my life where I want to pursue healing." And what I'm hearing you say over and over and over, especially in that renouncing and the repudiating, that is your authority. That's the authority that's been given to you to say, "Oh, can I just this quickly just change this, chop these things off? Can I? Yes, you, mm, you can. can. This is your authority that God has given to you. So I really want you to recognize you don't need me, Brian, you don't need us to lay hands on you. God has given you the authority to set yourself free through the blood of Jesus. Okay. So before I take you through this prayer, I want to share one more verse of Scripture with you. And this is really, in my mind, the, the single verse of Scripture that undergirds the entire concept or philosophy of the soul. Uh, I was amazed when I I'd read the Scripture, good Lord, so many times over my life, but I had never really grabbed it until this. In 3 John, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects that you may prosper and be in good health, comma, even as your soul prospers. Now stop for a second. Another translation says, Brethren, I would that in every area of your life that you would prosper and be in good health to the proportion that your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. Think about this something for a second. If that scripture gives us a true basis, and I believe it does, that means the health of my soul determines the prosperity and the health of my existence. Proportionately, like literally to the proportion. So if, if my soul is bound or yoked to something that's unhealthy for me, it's going to show up in my money. It's going to show up in my relationships. It's going to show up. But if I can begin to sever these soul ties, disconnect, become more healthy in these areas, watch the byproduct the cause and effect here mm -hmm. is that good. all these other areas begin to prosper. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything to be more prosperous. I've just got to get my soul right. And everything begins to line itself up. So as we go into this prayer, I want you to think about how bad do you want it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> how tired are you of, of, of dragging along everybody else's... Can I say stuff? I'll say stuff. <laughs> all right. I'll say, we're on the internet here. I you just said whatever you want. It's fine. Yeah. So I mean, I, 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 how, how desperate are you to, to, once and for all in your life, realize if God really did this for me, can I walk in that fullness? Mm -hmm. If you are, man, let's do this thing. Let's do it. Get that list of names out. Get those list of occurrences out in your life. Go over that. In fact, take some time right now. Push pause on the video and and read through those and say, God, today I'm putting all these before you. I'm okay. done with these. This is it. I'm finished. Mm and then we're gonna pray this prayer. I want you to pray this with me. I'm just gonna do it like I do it when we're live together, is that okay? And just pray this prayer with me as we go through it, okay? We're gonna walk through the whole process, acknowledging, identifying, renouncing, repudiating, and then receiving. Are you ready for that? Okay, here we go. So pray this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I come to you with an open heart. And I come to you with a spirit that cries out, Abba, Father, I want to be free. Mm. I acknowledge that I need you and that I have been bound by soul ties that have been hurtful in my relationship with you and in my relationship with others. In this very moment, more than anything else, I desire to be free of every tie that would hinder your ability to release into my full destiny. I am desperate. I want this. And I will not go another day in this present condition. You say, Brian, why are we, why are we confessing that type of thing? It's great to humble ourselves before and say, I, I'm done. I can't do this without you. And I'm not taking another step until we get this thing done. Mm-hmm. We see that when, when Jacob wrestles the angel, he says, I'm mm. not leaving this place until you bless That's me. Right. That's right. It's that kind of an attitude. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm not done with this until we're done with this business. Mm-hmm. Now, let's continue. Of my own will, I let go of every hold to every unhealthy relationship, allegiance, alliance, and tie that is affecting my life. I choose this day to release myself and others from any and all obligations or contracts made that involve my spirit, my soul, or my body. This is a good time for you to name all those things out loud. Just, Just confess them out loud. Put them out there. I repent of every sin that I've committed that has caused me to be bound in my life. I repent of allowing my soul to rule my life instead of your spirit. I repent of yielding my mind and my heart to relationships that are unhealthy. I repent of yoking myself together with people, places, and things that have created strain and frustration. This day... I choose to turn and walk away from every unhealthy connection that has bound me in all areas of my life. I renounce every soul tie, every covenant, every agreement, every contract, and every yoke. By the authority of Jesus Christ, I cancel every debt, every obligation, every ungodly connection, that exist in my life, I cancel the effects of every threat, every lie, every deceit, every curse that has been spoken to me, about me, or for me. From this day on, I will not receive the consequences of any of these ties, nor will I allow any of those relationships to collect from me. I apply the blood of Jesus Christ to all of these aspects of my life. I declare with authority that Satan no longer has the right to affect my life or take from me. The last part. Now, Lord Jesus, I receive the freedom that you have promised me in your word. I receive the grace, the love, the joy, and the peace that is mine by inheritance. Mm. Everything that I have lost, 
because of these soul ties and everything that has been stolen from me must now be returned to me yes. with interest. Yes. You place that demand on heaven. Yes. Whatever was taken from you, stolen from you, robbed from you, yes. you place a demand. It must be restored with interest. That's good. And now I call on complete restoration and remediation. Mm -hmm. I am free. I am whole. I am restored. Most of all, my soul belongs to you. I am free. Come on, say it with me. I, I am, free. am free. I am free. So good. Now, this is a, a written out prayer that God has given us over the years. We walked a lot of people. But go back with this video. Push pause however often you need to. Spend time. I have people that will stop on one part and in that mm -hmm. moment, in one certain part here, they'll just break through. They can feel all the weights coming so off, good. all the stuff coming so off. Good. You take the time to process through, the, through this how you see fit. But I encourage you today, identify those things and break free from the ties that bind. So good. Brian, I really appreciate you being here and walking all of us, and all of us meaning myself Absolutely. included, through soul ties, uh, not just illuminating and teaching us, but also seeing it all the way through, mm. through the healing process. It's my pleasure. Awesome. If you want to connect with us again, where can they find you, Brian? brianholmes.com b-r-i-a-n-h-o-l-m-e-s dot com e easy to find if you can't find him connect with me and yep. i will hook you up all right you guys this sums up this series on soul ties remember enforcing purpose it starts with you i hope you enjoyed this episode you can also find me on youtube tiktok instagram facebook or you can check out my other podcast show enforcing purpose with lisa schwartz for general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.